Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Schultz. It's fitting that we close out the 2021 season with Pete Carroll in his final press conference. And it is coming a bit after the fact, so we are going to hear what he had to say about the job security of his offensive and defensive coordinators. We're also going to hear about some of the expectations for player contracts in the offseason and get his look ahead to the 2022 season. So let's get right into it with Pete Carroll's reflection on the season as a whole and even the past two years. Here Pete talks about what it was like playing football during a pandemic. This is really an illustration of it, it's all about attitude, you know, because we've made it through that, you know, and, and uh, you know, we, we got in such a groove uh, with with the first wave, you know, of uh, the Delta stuff, um, that we were we were handling it, you know, and we were really in great shape with it and, and remarkably solid. But it was such a constant, like you bring it up. I mean, it was just never went away, you know. Cause it really was, you know, it was nighttime. We were, remember, we were testing every day, and, and so we were having, you know, there was results all the time, and, and just trying to stay ahead of it. And there was false positives throughout, you know, that we had to deal with. And there was always, oh, okay, well, now what happens? And, you know, you go through the, uh, the, the, the regret of it and all. But then when the Omicron thing hit, um, it, that really changed things. And, and it made it even different because you, you, were, you were losing guys maybe one day and then the next day was another one. And there, there were so many people that were vulnerable to it because it was significantly different. It hit significantly different than, than the first wave. And, uh, but I, I say that it's just kind of, we just took it on, you know, we just had to, we had to manage it and we had to be, I had to be, you know, on it and positive and, and, and forthright. And, and we had to measure, you know, the decisions that we were making on how to take care of our guys and look after them. And there was just so much going and, and, you know, Sammy Ramsden and Matt Capro, uh, were just every day we were on this stuff, you know? And so, um, I don't know how to measure it, you know, Tim, but I, but it was, um, it's it it remains uh, an amazing challenge and and uh we've we've done you know as well as you can do with it and proud of the, the work we did but um this it, it was hard it, it was hard you know and for everybody and uh we understood it but the, the thing the last thing i say is that um it takes it takes uh an attitude to make it through it and, and, and hold it together because it's hard it's, and we know i can see why so many families and, and in areas and communities or, or struggle, you know, because if you don't have good leadership and if you don't have really people that are banging a drum to keep on hanging tough, you know, you get beat down by the, by the stress of it and, and all. And, and uh, we were able to handle it better than, than most in, in this controlled environment that we have. And we're grateful for that. And because of the pandemic, the Seahawks didn't hold full OTAs in the spring. And Carol says this may have affected the team's ability to install Shane Waldron's offense. Yeah, I, I did mention that to the guys today before we got out of here that, you know, we we kind of did the bare minimum last year in terms of uh, opportunities to get together. And uh, let's just relook and revisit that and what, what the, you know, what the criteria is, what's going on right now. There's a normal uh, OTA season set up, you know, phase one, two and three uh, starting April 18th. And so um, we'll see what that means. I don't know what that means right now, but I, I asked the guys to really be in communication and let's m make a really good uh, run at understanding what, what is available, thinking that we know that it will help and we know that it's better for the guys, particularly the young guys who get to, uh, you know, get fitted into the, the new systems and all. And it's, it's better for them to be practicing with guys that know what's going on than just practice with rookies like, like we did, you know. And so um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'm wide open for it. I'm anxious to see, you know, what our opportunities are and the options are. And, and uh, we have a really good leadership group and we'll figure out how to do that. 
The struggling offense early in the season wasn't the only problem this year, though, and we can expect that Pete Carroll did have to explain what went wrong to team owner Jody Allen. I'm going to save my special stuff for Jody, if you don't mind. But, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there is, you know, we've, we've all kind of chronicled. You guys have done it, uh, a great job of chronicling what's happened during the season, and, and uh, we've tried to explain that as we've gone with, you know, clarity and sensitivity and all of that, that, um, but there's some big things that showed up, you know, and it's, uh, the, the big things are the finishes. You know, we didn't finish as effectively as we have in the past. We weren't as explosive when we needed to be, and we weren't as clean defensively and, and uh, you know, as we needed to be for that last drive, last play, you know. And, and uh, But there's there's also, you know, the obvious things are the numbers of, of you know, the lack of turnovers that we were able to create. Usually those come when you're getting ahead in games, and, and if you're well ahead, then the ball gets more exposed and you get more turnovers, and that uh, feeds off itself. But there's also you got to create them, you know, and we create them with pass rushes and pass rushes. The quarterback is the number one uh, aspect of, you know, critical aspect of turning the football over. And so, um, you know, we talked through all of those stories. We talked through the um, the availability of players that, that changed, you know, changed course for us and shifted us, you know, losing Chris early and, and then Russ getting banged up. Um, you know, those are all just the normal things that we'll go through. And then there's, you know, we, we we're digging deep into all the analytics as well um, to make sure that we, we're on track and we're, we're accurate. You know, how effective guys were in situations and could we shift people around and, and put them in different spots at different times to make them more available for, uh, for opportunity plays and all. And so there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's not, it, but it's, we've been through a lot of it together. The third down numbers have been such a big factor in the season and, and, uh, and you know, how that correlates. And that will be also what kind of third downs they are. You know, I think we had, I think we had uh, six or eight or something third and ones yesterday. You know, in the game for our defense to, to try and stop um, a ridiculous number of third and ones. We've not, I've never seen that in a game, and uh, your odds aren't aren't great there. You know, and and so it just depends on how uh, you know we're we're going to break everything down and and go into really a long explanation of all of the stuff that we found at this early part. We're meeting this week. But it's going to take us months to get through all the information. But we'll give the best interpretation we can um, at this early time. One thing that did go well for the Seahawks this year was ball security. The team was tied for the fewest giveaways in the NFL with Minnesota and Green Bay. Both teams equaled Seattle's total of just 13. Pete gave a lot of credit to the Seahawks running back coach. I thought Chad Morton did an extraordinary job for us in, in leading the charge and teaching it and being on it all year long. It's such a discipline, you know, because it, it encompasses so many snaps and so many people and, and, and opportunities that it's, you know, you're trying to really dig deep into the mindset and the mentality of your team so that they have the conscience it takes to be really disciplined and to avoid, you know, the mishaps that occur. Guys punch balls out and you get hit from behind and, and, and uh, you know, a sloppy attempt at a catch or whatever, you know, the ball gets tipped, all of those things. Protection, you know, we... we we're coaching up the, uh, Dwayne Brown in terms of turnovers and his job that he has to do and in and, and the center. And I mean, everybody, everybody's got that responsibility if you're doing it right. So I think it has a tremendous effect, uh, 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 relationship to your ability to be effective. We've been hammering on this for years and years and years. And I mean, our turnover numbers are pretty good if you look at us over the years and all the way back to college uh, football, too. You know, so I, I do know that it has something to do with it. But um, anyway. In the past, Pete Carroll said that he was in great shape with regard to his job security. He was asked to expand on that comment. Yeah, we feel we, we feel both like we're in great shape. I'll speak on behalf of John and that one. Uh, 
thank you. It may be a little bit more obvious in my case, you know, I don't know, but, you know, but. Uh, we're, we're talking about the same thing, right? Sure. How about the jobs of his coordinators? We know now that Ken Norton Jr. was let go and he was asked about his coordinators before the move. So let's hear what Pete had to say when he was asked about the future of his coordinators. That's coming up next after the break. On the Monday following the end of the Seahawks regular season, Pete Carroll was on the podium and giving his end of the year press conference. We already know the outcome of their particular positions, but Pete Carroll was asked about the futures of Shane Waldron and Ken Norton Jr. Yeah, I'm not addressing any of that stuff. I just this is that day, you know, when when uh, a lot happens in the league to coaches, and, and uh, um, it's a day that we respect differently than others. You know, you, you, until you're in it, you don't you really can't relate to all of the impact of, of this day. And uh, but um, our coaches worked their tails off. They did a great job. We had a, a, we started our, our uh, season-ending meetings today, and uh, I'll get with all these guys before we, we get out of here. But um, I'm really proud of the work that everybody's done and uh, um, feel fortunate that they're, you know, we're doing this thing together. Moving over to some future injury recovery news. Pete was asked for an update on Jamal Adams and Chris Carson's rehab. Yeah, I talked to, um, to Jamal last night, just missing him. You know, that he wasn't part of the, the finish of the season and, and he's you know, going to be such a significant part as we come back. I haven't talked to Chris in a little bit, um, messaged with him, but haven't talked with him in a bit. Um, but uh, I, those guys are both as gung ho as you could you could imagine. I mean, to, to to listen to Jamal and how much it hurt him to not be there with his with his teammates. Um, he's, you know, these guys are ballers and they want to be part of everything. Um, but anyway, they, they're really raring to go and, and expect to be back in at full steam when you know when it's time to go again at camp. Pete also answered as to whether or not there will be any more surgeries for players this off season beyond Quandre Diggs and a potential foot operation for DK Metcalf? Um, you know, we haven't got the reports from all of the physicals today um, that came out. There, there's always, you know, some subtle things that have to be so easy for me to say. But, uh, you know, some simple, no, not that simple either. There's some surgeries that have to be done, you know, for guys to clean some stuff up. But I, right now I don't have anything uh, in front of me. Um, we thought we had a really successful year in terms of keeping guys uh, healthy in, in particular in all the soft uh, tissue injuries, and we have very few of those, which is really f because of management and uh, of, uh, you know the uh, strength and conditioning and, and the training uh, departments here. We're really pleased with that. We are, you know you always have some some accidents that happen and you get injury situations that occur, but um, we felt really good about that, and I'm hoping that uh, all our numbers will show that when we get the finals in uh, by tomorrow. Um, so, um, but right now we're in pretty good shape at this time. Now to Carol's comments on a few players. Here's what he had to say about what he expects out of D. Eskridge in the coming years. Without hesitation, he's going to be a really impactful player. And I don't have any hesitation in saying that. He's, 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 got, he's got so much going for him, and, and he's so, such a talented kid and a good worker and all of that, that uh, when we come back around, it's going to look so much different to him. You know, the jump that the guys make from year one to year two is the most significant jump for the most part. I was talking to Daryl about that last night. You know, that just how things are going to look so much different to them. And uh, the day that they, they walk back in, you know, and get back with us, you know, it just they jump so much. And, and uh, D. Eskridge is going to make a huge jump and he's going to be a very impactful player. We'll get him involved in the kicking game more so. I um, mean, you know, we worked with him all year on that. And we didn't, weren't quite ready to really uh, 
feature him his his opportunity there, but um, he can run it, he can catch it, he block, and uh, and he's got a great work ethic. So there's nothing holding him back. Carroll also told a really touching story about pass rusher Daryl Taylor. Well, the story I wanted to share with you guys um, uh, was something that happened, and uh, just because I thought it was such a cool thing, and it came up last night in the locker room um, with with uh, Daryl Taylor. Um, you know, he was banged up all last year, and uh, and in when a guy's hurt for that long a period of time, it's just has always historically seemed like they kind of walk in a in a path of they're kind of in and out of scrutiny, uh, usually unfairly centered. But um, you know, he just was on the fringe of stuff, and and we couldn't quite get him back. And he'd work, and he looked fantastic on the field, and then the next day he couldn't do it. And, he just never could kind of get going. And so he had to spend so much time in rehab and so much time in strength and conditioning that, you know, what if he missed a time or whatever, you know, that we'd only hear the negative things that would happen about him. And so we got to a point um, uh, in, in the springtime um, where I was concerned about him. I didn't know if he's ever going to get well. I didn't know if he was going to ever get back to us. And he'd kind of been, you know, just under the under the line of demarcation of being out of trouble. And uh, so I called, I, I, we had a meeting with the training staff and the, and the strength and conditioning guys and the coaches. And we talked about everybody's, you know, opinion and background and story about Daryl because we we're trying to figure out how to help him and how to get him right. And so the, the, the accumulation of information led us to the point where, okay, he's kind of been on the edge, but we still don't really know, you know, what, what kind of guy he is and what, what we can expect out of him. So we declared that let's do this. Let's wipe the slate clean and let's, let's clear the slate. Every, every scrutinizing the element that we had to talk about DT, um, we're going to throw it in the garbage can and, and start all over and give him a fresh start and look at him brand new and, and, and see what would happen with that. So we made that decision. I think nobody's talking about negative stuff and the, the old stuff. Nobody can even mention it. So I called him and had him in the office and, uh, and said, hey, Daryl, this is what's happened. You know, we've been through all this and that. You know, he'd been in my office a number of times for, you know, correcting him on this or getting to this meeting on time or whatever it was. And uh, I said, here's what we're going to do. We're, gonna, we're throwing all that stuff in the garbage can, we're wipe the slate clean, and, and uh, give you a brand new fresh start. What do you think of that? And he said, oh, coach, that's awesome. That's great, you know, and real positive about it, big hug and all that, and boom, off we go. Well, from that point, from that point, if you remember, I was telling you guys who the, were the most valuable guy in the offseason was, was, was Daryl for all of the time he had put in with, remember he went through all of the, the rookie uh, OTA stuff and all the, whatever the, the camp work we could do and the workouts. He was there and he, he, I thought he had gained the most that anybody could have gained because of his, he was so consistent. He never missed anything. His attitude was great. And we, we, we started seeing a guy that was, gosh, this guy's, what a great effort he's given here. You know, and, and trying to not judge anything on the past. And now that we look and we finished the season with this kid, he didn't miss anything. He didn't do anything but make a positive uh, impression on every aspect of our program. From And, and he happens to be one of the most energetic guys. Um, he, he brings he brings excitement and juice and fun. And he's dancing and he's and he's. He's, he's pumping with the music all, you know, every, every single aspect of, of how he involved himself was like off the charts. And we finished last night and, and I give him a big hug. I say, you remember that meeting we had? He said, heck yeah, I remember that. And, 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 and uh, I, I think it's, it's kind of a, a statement that I want to leave you guys with that, you know, you, you can't always tell, you know, and you can't. And if you, 
if you don't give people that the, 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 sometimes the second, third, and whatever chances you got to give them, you might never really find out what somebody's all about. This guy was magnificent this season. And, and his play will get better. His, his, you know, he made mistakes and all that stuff during the games and all that. But it wasn't because he wasn't given everything he got. And, and I'd like to think that, that um, to me, that's, that's, that's an inspiration about how we should look at every guy in our program and how we should look at everybody that's involved and give them a chance to let's go brand new, clean slate, show me what you got and what you're going to bring. And, and with, with the intention of finding the best that they could possibly bring. And uh, um, so I don't know who the next story will be, but I, I do know what Daryl Taylor did. And he inspired me to always be open to, uh, to give guys another chance and to figure out maybe they could come through and maybe they could do something. And even when you at least expect it. And uh, so when you guys get a chance to follow up and watch him too, I, I, I hope you'll, you'll pay attention to what, what, what this guy's all about. I don't know how well you know him now through the work you've done with him, but man, what an impressive kid, an impressive season. And he finished off having a, a blast of a game and big plays and, and uh, living large in the locker room and having a blast. So anyway, I just want to share that with you. I thought that was worth it. Moving on, Carroll laid out his goals on how to improve the team for next season. Well, I want to make sure that uh, um, all of the guys that are with us, you know, that we, we get our team back together, and which is, you know, the effort going through uh, free agency. That We want to make sure that we, you know, we're able to reconnect with our guys and get them back on our roster and, and so we can build with continuity. That, that's, that's an important part. Um, but we need to improve our pass rush. You know, that's, that's an area that we, we need to get better. You, you saw that how dynamic it is when you get going like we did uh, yesterday. Um, but we didn't have that consistency, and, and that's an important part of it. Um, so many things feed off of that. You know, it's the disruption of the quarterback that, that leads to all the issues, you know, on the positive side for the defense. And so we got to, we, we got to, whatever we can do, we have, we have to work there. And uh, so that, that's that's one of the, the, the focal points for me. And I, I really want to make sure that we're able to uh, continue to push our guys, you know, with people that are added to the program, push our receivers, push our running backs and make those positions and continue to be really competitive um, across the board. But in those spots, you know, I'd love to be able to add a guy here and a guy there. Um, uh, so let's see how it goes. Finally, here is head coach Pete Carroll's message to Seahawks fans. Well, I, I, the message was, uh, let me just share kind of what we talked to the guys about today, that um, we were able to, to, to see the team that we can, we can become. And, uh, uh, over the course of this year and and uh, we didn't get other things done but we did we did see that and um, we, I, I told them today like I, I remember telling uh, Cam and Sherm and those guys when they were in here years ago that this is in this room right now is the nucleus of a championship team that we'll add to and and, and you know we'll we'll bring in and in support but the guys in this room are the guys that are going to make this happen and and uh, that's 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 what it feels like and we should be excited about it. We should be, you know, I am. I'm excited about the chances of coming back and playing cleaner, sharper, uh, more physical football than, than we did this year more consistently. And uh, with, uh, you know, attending, attending to the, the issues that we had, we should clean those things up and we should be really good. We have a very challenging uh, division and uh, we're going to have to be really good, you know. And like I've said before, if you make it through this division, you should have a chance to win the whole thing. And so uh, um, that's what we're aiming at. That's going to do it for today's show. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. Follow him out on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. Be sure you're subscribed to this show in the offseason. That way you never miss an episode. 
You can subscribe at SBNation.com slash NFL podcasts or search for the Field Goals podcast in whatever podcast app you use to listen to shows. Appreciate you riding along with me throughout the season. We are going to be bringing more content throughout the offseason as well. And so look for something a little bit later this week or early next week. And until then, go Hawks.